Welcome to Little Minds, Big Thinkers. I'm your host, Tammy McMorrow. This is a podcast where we celebrate the magic and messiness of the elementary thinking classroom based on the work of your favorite of mine, Peter Liliadal. In each episode, we'll hear and learn from those who are in the elementary trenches doing this important work. My hope is that this podcast offers you a front row seat to how building a thinking classroom by Peter Liliadal is liberating our youngest mathematicians to think all over the world. In today's episode, I talk with myself. As a 52-year-old single female, I've had quite a bit of practice. Although, we'll see how many takes it takes to get this right. The good news is, it's short and sweet. So sit back, enjoy, I hope. So it's all Laura Tomas's fault that I'm here today. <laughs> have you heard of Laura Tomas, by the way? She and Karina Cousins have an amazing math podcast called Learning Through Math. Go find it now. You see, our K2 group on Facebook has a monthly conversation, a virtual conversation, Sunday afternoons at 5 o'clock Eastern Time. And... Laura always comes. And our most recent conversation took us to this place where I felt the need to say something and it ended up being more profound than I thought it was. But Laura said, you need to post about that in the group. And I was like, yeah, I can do that. But then the more I thought about it, the more I thought, well, this could actually be a podcast. Too bad I don't know anyone who has a podcast. Oh, right. Yeah, I do. So here I am with this very important topic that I think is worth hearing. Laura was right. It's something we all need to consider, especially those of us who might be new to BTC. So the whole point of this particular episode is to write yourself a permission slip to honor where you're at. If you've been following along with my journey, you know that I started building a thinking classroom in January of 2022. From day one, I did what Peter recommended. I started with tasks, random groups, vertical non-permanent surfaces. He calls that toolkit number one. Now, it so happens that I felt very comfortable in my journey, so I very quickly incorporated where and how to give the tasks, and also consolidation, because I'd already had experience with consolidation prior to Thinking Classroom. So I moved out of toolkit number one quickly, but that doesn't mean everybody has to do it just like I did it. Also, I eventually started tinkering with thin slicing because I was really intrigued by it and I wanted to figure it out. And so maybe in the springtime of that year, I started implementing thin slicing to my thinking classroom. But never once did I try a check your understanding question. I did not tackle mild, medium, and spicy at all that year. Also, never did note-making, still haven't done it. And I left chapters 13 and 14, which are about assessment, alone 
and I'm still figuring out how to approach those two chapters. Although I did work with chapter 12, we co-created a, a rubric of competencies, what was going well and not well, and then we used rubrics throughout the process. You know, we want to assess what we value. So the, I was kind of all over the place, but for sure there were lots of practices that I didn't even consider, and I gave my, myself permission not to. Fast forward to my second year at BTC, and I started Check Your Understanding Questions. I also created a lesson plan based off the work of the five practices. I modified one of their templates to fit my needs better, and I began choosing a goal for each task, anticipating student responses, and the possible questions I might ask during their work time and also during collaboration, and then drawing their models and strategies on that sheet afterwards, like I took it to the next level, but I would not have been able to do that my first six months, I don't think. But again, I had to write myself a permission slip to take it to the next level when I was ready. And I truly believe that those students who are part of my early thinking classroom experience still benefited so much from the practices that I was able to implement. The growth that I saw in them, not only, not only in their content, but in their competencies, was astounding. So the moral of this tale is to honor where you're at. It can be so easy to look at what other teachers are doing to check out their tasks, to look at the math that their students are doing, and to compare your journey to theirs. And then forget to celebrate where you're at. Remember, David Will says, until further notice, celebrate everything. It's hard to celebrate when everything you can see up ahead of you is what everyone else is doing. And to think you need to be doing it too. So write yourself that permission slip to honor where you're at and then settle into that place. Pay attention to what they're doing for sure because when we have a vision of where we're going, when we can see it, we can believe it and we can make it happen. But don't try not to compare your journey to theirs. I'm looking at... a. Um, a visual on my phone right now of this person going into this maze and there are there's a question mark inside and this dotted path and some wrong turns and it says you're not lost you're just early in the process and I think that applies to the thinking classroom so well if you're in toolkit, toolkit one you're not lost you're just still in toolkit one <laughs> You won't be there forever. You'll move on and settle in, honor where you're at, write yourself a permission slip to take it at your pace. Don't stay in toolkit one forever, but know that your 
someone else's journey does not disqualify yours. And that just because they're further along doesn't mean that you're in the wrong place. So break out your favorite pen, grab a piece of paper, and write yourself a permission slip. Well, I hope this short little episode hit the spot for at least one person. If that's the case, it was well worth it. And I won't tell you how long it took me to record an eight and a half minute podcast. Oh dear. In the meantime, in the famous words of Peter Lilliadal, no one ever died doing thinking classrooms. Just try it.